Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. I'm Steve Summers. Amy Newell from the Ark of Ogle, Winnebago, and Boone Counties is our first guest. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? Uh, super happy because I found all kinds of chocolate treats in the studio, and I know that you are responsible for it because of the chocolate frolic. Well, you know, I can't take all the credit. Judy over at Quixotic Bakery um, created those amazing treats. And um, did I uh, see correctly that you're eating the the Milky Way cookie? (laughs) Yeah, they were delicious. It was like a a Milky Way candy bar inside a cookie. Unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, she she makes some of the most amazing treats. And in this year's Chocoholic Frolic to-go box, because we're not meeting in person, um, she She's actually going to have two treats, one of which is going to be her gluten-free um, flourless brownie, which, you know, a lot of people go, ooh, gluten-free, I'm not so sure. But um, I have a couple staff who are um, have gluten issues, and they say that Judy makes the best gluten-free options. So um, everybody's going to get to try her gluten-free brownie and then also her chocolate cake. Well, I was going to take it home for my wife to try, but I don't think there's going to be any left. <laughs> well, I, I I hope you share a little bit with her at least. But um, yeah, though Judy just has amazing um, amazing recipes, and you know we've been really thankful that she's back up and running. Um, they were shut down for a little while um, when she was sick, and so they've been back open for a couple weeks, and so we're really thankful that uh, they're going to be one of our providers, and and that people who have donated and are going to be picking up one of their to-go boxes on February 25th will um, some people will also be getting a $10 gift card from her so uh, because every box this year does contain um, a $10 gift card to one of our local providers as well so um, somebody's going to get an opportunity to go buy some more treats talking to Amy Newell from the Ark of Ogle Winnebago and Boone Counties about the Chocoholic Frolic which normally is always February it's still February it's just in a different world with COVID 19. So the crave cases were something where people drive through, pick them up and go. And they went really well, I take it. You know, they went really well. We were sold out of the Crave cases at this point. Um, people can still be involved through the 50-50. We are going to be doing a 50-50 drawing like we always do. Um, so those tickets will be available until 8 o'clock the evening of the frolic, which again is February 25th. They can either get those online, in person, or they can call us. And then um, we also would, are going to have a silent auction that's going to open up on the 15th. And so we're really excited about this. Um, I know everybody's trying to do some online things and make that work. And so we're, we're also doing that. The bulk of our silent auction is going to be um, art from our, our, our artists who we have stayed in contact with during um, the COVID shutdown. We did online art classes and, and we've just recently started back up with um, some smaller art classes in our 
building. And so we're going to have a number of um, unique art pieces available. We're going to have some specialized prints. Um, we also had a very generous donor um, drop off some signed baseball cards that we're going to have a nice package for. We also have um, some Cubs tickets. We're really hopeful and the donor is uh, very hopeful that they're actually going to be allowed to be there in person. So um, we'll have that. And then um, Becca in our office is making a basket full of masks. She uh, she makes these special unique masks. And so we'll have a whole basket of those that people can bid on as well. We also have some beautiful wood pieces from um, Heartwood Creations. And so we've got some really pretty boxes. They make amazing jewelry boxes. But then we also got a really pretty um, board, cutting board that um, is gonna be a charcuterie board that's gonna have a bottle of wine and a gift card from um, one of the local uh, meat and cheese places here in town. So um, there, there's really going to be some cool silent auction items. So if people did not get their, um, their chocolate crave case um, reserved, uh, they're all gone, they can't. But if they didn't have a chance to do that, and they still want to be a part of the fun, they can um, do those 50-50 tickets, or they can um, visit us on the uh, silent auction page. All right, so what is the website to get a part of the uh, silent auction and a 50-50 jackpot? What does that stand at? Well, right now we're at about $1,000, so that's awesome. And um, everything can be found on our regular website, the Chocoholic Frolic website, which is chocfrock.com, so C-H-O-C. C-F-R-O-C.com. All of the, um, the 5050s can be purchased right there and the link for the uh, silent auction will be on there as well. And just as a reminder to people, you know, the, the Frolic is one of our fundraisers for the Ark of Winnebago Boone in Ogle County that we um, use to help keep programs for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities at low or no cost. So these are for our art program, um, our rep payee, guardianship assistance, rec nights and book clubs when we're able to, all of our classes around life skills, and then also our classes for families around future planning and um, transition planning and what it means to have a special needs trust and, and those sorts of things, as well as the advocacy that we provide um, around um, legal assistance for people who may be involved in the criminal justice system. Uh, and then truly anybody who calls and just has questions about a newly diagnosed individual or schools. I've um, gotten a couple calls from schools recently who just need some, some guidance on where to go and how to help students so that they can help navigate once they're out of school. I've had the pleasure of being at the ARC and working with some of the art students, truly amazing individuals. And if this is some of the art that you have in the silent auction, you're going to love it. It's so creative, one-of-a-kind pieces, without a doubt. Yeah, you know, we're, we're really excited. We're also going to have um, a couple sets of our jewelry. You know, we used to, before COVID, um, we did the uh, the beadware group that would meet on Mondays, and um, that was obviously a no-cost event. So um, individuals would come, and they'd spend the afternoon with us and, and make jewelry 
and sometimes they'd make um, keychains or bookmarks and things like that. And then we would sell them to put that money back into the program. And of course, with COVID, we had to stop that, but we still have some of the jewelry that they had made prior to the shutdown. And so we are going to have some of those sets available because that was one of the other things that people really looked forward to at the Chocoholic Frolic was um, being able to purchase those things. Uh, so we are going to have them available through the auction. Um, I think we're doing three sets with some bracelets and then um, full jewelry sets with the, the um, necklace and bracelet and earrings and uh, some of those things. So we're really excited about this. Uh, it, it's really forced us to kind of rethink and recreate. And that's kind of why we went with the to-go boxes with the Frolic so that people could still have all of the chocolate and um, because I think people really enjoy the chocolate, but really more than anything, what we've noticed is the community loves to support um, other community agencies. And so um, this is a great time for people to um, really give back to the community as well as um, see these providers who are taking a part in the event as well. And we really hope that everybody um, looks through their programs and uh, goes and supports these, these great providers who have come out and shown this super support for us. You know, the Sugar Jones, Sugar Britches, Cookies by Design, Nothing But Cakes, Quixotic, um, Magpie, all of those that just really make such a huge difference uh, right here in our community. And, and our event is a perfect example of that. All right. So chalkfrock.com, C-H-O-C-F-R-O-C.com for the 50-50, the silent auction items, and for more details on how to help out the arc of Ogle, Winnebago, and Boone counties. The uh, cases of chocolate. Again, when's the pickup date and time? <laughs> Yep, so pickup is February 25th, and it's the at the Pavilion at Aldine Golf Course. People can pick them up between 11 and 1 or 4 to 7 that day. So, And everybody who has purchased a box uh, will be getting in the mail a coupon to bring it to exchange for that. And just as a reminder for people, there are none available uh, for just drop-in pickup that day. You have to have pre-ordered. Uh, but you could still hop out at chalkfrock.com. Amy, always a pleasure to talk to you and keep up the great work at the Arc of Ogle, Winnebago, and Boone Counties for us. Thank you. We really appreciate your support. This week in the State Line rolls on next with Freeport Mayor Jody Miller. I've got muscular dystrophy. During COVID-19, kids like me are at a greater risk. Please visit helpmda.org. This week in the State Line Rolls On, I am Steve Summers, joined by the mayor of Freeport, Jody Miller. Good morning, Jody. How are you? Ah, good morning. I am well and warm. Thank you. Well, you're probably the only one warm. Everybody else is freezing this morning. So, <laughs> um, glad you're here with us today. Let's get caught yeah. up on what's been going on in Freeport. Obviously, COVID has been a big factor yeah. for 2020, but uh, anything else you'd like to wrap up from the year past before we move ahead? Well, you know, um, 2020, there was a lot of things that were really going on you know we as we everyone was working through all the pandemic issues trying to keep their citizens safe and keeping their businesses open you know it was actually a pleasure to be able to meet with so many local regional and even national leaders to be able to continue to um, bring things forward you know freeport was um, awarded 1.6 million dollars to our um, area businesses restaurants um, bar owners 
um, in, through this last business interruption grant. So I'm, I'm just really pleased that so much money was given to our local um, establishments. So, um, but you know, the city did a lot of things as well as far as the COVID relief. You know, we postponed our water and sewer increases to help our citizens. Um, we actually were able to give back nine months worth of liquor license fees to help our small businesses, our, our restaurants and our bar owners. Um, we suspended actually two months of our local food and beverage tax and gave it back to um, our restaurants in order to help them with their challenges. Um, this last week, I was able to um, meet with Congresswoman Bustos to talk about, you know, what um, COVID relief might look like and, and some help with um, federal monies for infrastructure, as well as, you know, what are we doing about vaccines? You know, we're, we're rural America has kind of um, gotten lost in the vaccines. We're not getting near as many as what we had anticipated, but, you know, Stevenson County is no different than, than other rural America either. So, um, you know, we're just continuing to do our best with pandemic stuff. And, and, um, and, and we had to actually cut 1.5 million from our budget this last spring, um, to try to be responsible with the COVID impact. And all while I can say, I'm so pleased that we did not raise our property tax rate, um, was not increased by the city of Freeport. So those are all great accomplishments as far as I'm concerned, as well as we invested over $10 million in water, sewer and road infrastructure, um, replaced lots of lead service lines, um, and also supporting our local law enforcement with funding and and um, utilizing every bit of grant money and forgivable loans to stretch our dollars. So just 2020 was a year of uh, lots of accomplishments, even in the midst of pandemics. After I talk to Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara and the Mayor of Belvedere and such, I'm getting the vibe that it's kind of like a reset. 2020 was a reset for the cities to take a look at you know, stop everything. Let's take a look at what really is right. needed and how we right. can help out the businesses versus just take right. to, to keep the city alive. It's more like, let's just stop and let's take a reset. That's kind of the vibe I'm right. getting from you, too. Right. And, and you bet. And, you know, we really had to keep our top priorities, top priorities and, and um, you know, public safety and business minded infrastructure. Those kinds of things were top priority for us. And I'm sure that's what we are continuing to go for. Um, with 2021 goals as well. So with the COVID-19 vaccinations, uh, have you been a part of the setup for the, I guess, distribution in Freeport? How has that been going along? And uh, are all the employees getting vaccinated? How are you handling we're, all that? Yeah, we're, we're roughly um, running about 50% um, with our, with our um, you know, first responders, the medical field is roughly running about 50%. Right now, we're averaging about 400 um, vaccinations a week, which is terrible if you think about, you know, we have 50,000 people in Stevenson County, and if you do the math on that and have two doses per each person, it'll take us about four years to get through. So that's why it's really important that, um, you know, we can start getting more vaccinations coming our way. Are you working closely with the CDC, um, Stevenson County as well, to make sure uh, we have the yeah. vaccinations on hand? Uh, yeah, we, we actually have meetings every single week with FHN and the health department, um, the county. So we're we work closely together. Freeport Health Network, uh, have you been uh, keeping tabs on the uh, 
I guess they say the count of beds and availability of beds as well during. Yeah, we're 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 we are managing to stay well under those guidelines that um, you know the governor has as far as the different phases. So um, you know, anytime anybody's in the hospital because of COVID, it's it's not it's not a favorable thing. But we are well under our numbers. So I, I believe Freeport is right around the four percent as far as testing positivity rates. So, it seems like every um, mayor in 2020 has been throwing everything. Pandemics, social racists, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, restaurants trying to keep local restaurants open, and now cold weather. Yeah. It just seems like, are you glad to see 2020 behind us and we're moving ahead now? Yeah, you know, of course. I, I, I Yeah, 2020 just needed to shut that door. But, you know, we, we really learned a lot of things and managed to be able to stay a positive with our budget so um, there's always good ways to look at challenges. And so 2021 is a year of uh, hopefully growth and improvement. Uh, yes. Plans to utilize some of the maybe state-funded or federal monies that may be coming yes. your way? Any yes, actually, you know, we have budgeted $20 million in road, uh, water, and sewer replacements um, that should be seen throughout different areas of the entire city. Um, last year, we had a little over 200 Lead, re- lead service lines replaced and this year we are hopeful for another 800 and um, that was totally by a 100% forgivable loan through the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency. So we're, we're really pleased about that. You know, while we're, we all seem to be shoveling out so much snow, we really do have a lot of plans as far as um, our infrastructure this year and most of it unfortunately we'll be building underground um you know if, if people could see what underground looks like it's like it's whole new a whole another city with um, water sewer and storm sewer lines that take a significant amount of money in order to maintain so um, our plan is this year to replace eight thousand feet of water main in different areas throughout the city and also to complete our new well this spring and um, the construction of our new water treatment plant will begin this fall. Our, our water treatment plant that we use right now, it dates back to 1882. So we are happy that it has lasted us this long. We are grateful for that and looking forward to the new well that and the water treatment plant that we'll be able to utilize this year. So We are talking to the Freeport Mayor, Jody Miller, this morning and uh, this week in the state line. So going ahead in 2021, um, obviously there was a loss of income from the Stevenson County Fair, which everybody goes yep. to Stevenson County for it. Uh, are there plans, discussions to help them out as well this next year? Well, I, I know they've chosen their dates, um, and they're kind of doing a little revise, trying to make things better. So I'm excited to be able to hear about what all those are. And, you know, we're, we're continuing to go forward in um, thinking outside the box and creating uh, a festival district for our downtown to be able to bring more uh, tourism dollars, hopefully, that can loosen up and, and people will come in that way. So what a festival district would entail would be we've, we're going to choose five dates, five weekends, um, to be able to uh, allow our restaurant and bar owners to be able to, um, you know, sell a cocktail and and take your drink outdoors and go into our um, other stores that you could shop in and um, be able to just drive people into the stores that they might not otherwise go. So um, just trying to think outside the box and 
and develop some new things that will draw people in. There's so much character in downtown Freeport with the Wagner House and the ice cream shop and just the architecture. It, it'd be a great thing to have people just come down for those festivals and maybe experience Freeport in a different way. First time in right. a long time, right? Right, right. And, you know, we also obtained, we secured a community development block grant um, that will improve our ADA crosswalks in the downtown as well as um, uh, the streetscape, um, redoing the entire streetscape of Chicago Avenue. So, um, you know, just excited to be able to get some of those projects started this year as well. Always so much fun to talk to you, Miss Miller, Mrs. Miller, Madam Mayor. I Jody. <laughs> there you go. Jody's fine. <laughs> Great to have you with us this morning. Let's please uh, let's make a note to touch bases again in a couple of months after the winter breaks and see where we are standing with those plans for Freeport and uh, beyond as we get into a brand new year. So thank you. I appreciate the time. That's Freeport Mayor Jody Miller on this week in the state line. Over sixty and retired, making ends meet, especially at the supermarket, is tough. Benefitscheckup.org is a free website that helps you pay for food, medicine, even utilities. Visit benefitscheckup.org. This week in the state line is joined once again by Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. Good morning, and uh, welcome to the Arctic form of the Forest City today. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. It certainly has been cold and uh, just a, a lot of uh, snowfall, too. So how has the city been handling all the cold? I know posted some winter weather tips on your Facebook page, which were very helpful, but the city doing okay? No water main breaks or anything? So we certainly had some breaks, but uh, our team's done a really good job. I think by and large for the snow removal, they've done a wonderful job. I think for uh, we have large concerns over uh, homeless to ensure that they have warming centers. And we have some really wonderful partners in the community from Carpenter's Place to Second First, uh, uh, Second Congregational, I should say, uh, who has really stepped up and a host of others. So we've been fortunate in that regard. And we also have our public works teams and uh, our emergency responders all have backup plans for times just as this, just like this, when it's uh, this this cold. See, I think that's so so neat is that you think of right away the homeless population as such, and I'm thinking about my car's not starting, and is it too cold? Or how am I going to handle this weekend? So you always have to be on as the mayor. You do, and it's uh, you know, it's, I kind of look at the city as a family, right? You have to make sure that everyone's taken care of. So if we have to go over and help uh, Steve get to work, we got to go pick him up and get him to work. Uh, but those who are homeless, we also have to ensure that they have a warm place to stay during these tough times, and it's also a great opportunity because uh, if you have those individuals at a warming center, you can uh, hopefully talk to them, get them some services that they may need, get them into some permanent housing, uh, and help move them along uh, so that they can also have a, a more fulfilling life. So sweet. So nice. Uh, more great news. City Hall opened to the public in limited capacity on Monday, and City Council actually met face-to-face, or mask-to-mask, for a first time in a long time. We did. So we opened on the 8th, uh, and uh, things are going really well. We have a number of uh, precautions in place due to COVID-19. So we have a, a scanner for your temperature. We have uh, face face covering requirements. We have a lot of hand sanitizer around, a lot of uh, plexiglass around to protect our employees and are continuing uh, 
to provide all the essential services to our residents. You can only do so much by phone or Zoom or emails, but when you actually see um, uh, council members eye to eye, it gives it a whole different dynamic. It really does. And uh, just truthfully, some days you like that dynamic, (laughs) and some days you don't. But it is uh, all kidding aside, it's great. I, I mean, it's been a while since we've been able to sit there in person. I think the dialogue is a lot better. I think it's more genuine. I think you can dive into a little bit more detail uh, and really look at things more holistically than you do typically on Zoom. Sure. I, maybe it was a good thing everybody from the council was together so we could kick around this casino ruling for the Hard Rock Casino in Rockford. I, I'm a little confused. The board said yes, but it felt like it was like, yeah, okay, but wait. <laughs> I don't. I, could you clarify a little bit for people who may be confused? So the Illinois Gaming Board definitely said yes. Uh, they actually voted unanimously. And so they said yes. And so that's for the preliminary suitability. There's a host of other steps. Uh, my understanding is the additional steps that revolve more around the day-to-day operations uh, and governance of the uh, casino. But the preliminary suitability is good. I can tell you uh, the folks from Hard Rock uh, are already eager uh, and already beginning some of their plans to do job fairs and things of that nature, because this is a huge win. When you think about it, it's 220 jobs at the temporary location that are full-time. It's probably another 50 to uh, 80 part-time jobs and a host of construction jobs to get Giovanni's up to uh, a casino level. And then when you look at the permanent casino, you're talking uh, 800 construction jobs, uh, for those in the trades, you're talking about a thousand permanent jobs with an average wage of fifty thousand, and uh, you're talking about revenue for the city of Rockford between seven and nine million, depending on how uh, the casino fares. And one thing that people aren't talking about is we also, in this agreement, negotiated to assist McChesney Park and Loves Park. They'll each get about five hundred thousand dollars each in revenue. Uh, and Winnebago County will get about $2 million. So this is good for everyone in our community. It's not even the factoring in, like, you know, building more hotels or more restaurants or more anything coming to the area because the casino will draw more economic development, right? Absolutely. What I just uh, mentioned to you is just the actual direct impact. We haven't even talked about the uh, tertiary impacts that it can have on a community. All right. So do you think that, like, Giovanni's is going to open up a temporary casino soon, or will it be like middle of summer, end of the year? So uh, we are waiting. uh, The one piece of information that we're waiting on is a little bit more clarity on the actual starting construction. And we believe that uh, once they're able to start construction, it'll be about 90 to 120 days uh, when that casino gets up and going. So I think we for sure will have a temporary casino here in 2021, which is very exciting after waiting for a casino for more than 25 years. And now we'll have not just a casino, but we'll have an international brand. Well, I've heard 10 years. I wasn't aware of the 25 years, but this has been probably in the works for a long time. Oh, yeah. I, and uh, I'm young, but I'm not that young. But, so I was out of diapers, but not that long after uh, did we start talking about a casino in Rockford. So uh, we've worked really hard to get to this point. Uh, We're going to continue to cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and make sure that we do every single thing that we can to follow our host community agreement, which had a strong emphasis on hiring uh, Rockfordians for these employment opportunities and using local vendors for these employment opportunities. So uh, I think...
think this has a great opportunity to help a lot of small businesses and help residents uh, find full-time gainful employment. And when you're talking about things like that, it really couldn't have come at a better time, right, with the pandemic and economics uh, slowdown. So this is uh, all good timing for us. What a great lead into the pandemic. Let's talk COVID numbers because they continue to trend downward. It may fluctuate here and there, but they're trending downward. You've got to be happy about that. I really am. So uh, I believe if you look at Wednesday's positivity rate, if my memory's right, it was 4.4%. Mm-hmm. That's the lowest positivity rate that we've had in Winnebago County since August. That is just phenomenal because now we have more kids going back to school. We have our restaurants back open. Uh, We are doing a great job. Everyone has continued to be vigilant, and I'd urge that they do. And two big things with that, Steve, is, one, we're starting to see more and more people get vaccinated. And as they get vaccinated, I want to remind everyone, you still need to wear a face covering when you've been vaccinated. That comes from uh, the top health experts that you still need to wear a face covering even though you've been vaccinated. Uh, Second thing is we know that this new variant uh, from uh, the U.K. has been found in Region 1. And obviously Rockford and Winnebago County is in Region 1 uh, in the state of Illinois. So with that new variant, uh, it's a stark reminder that we need to continue to be vigilant. Wear the face covering, practice social distancing, wash your hands. And the one thing I would mention, if anyone needed a more stark reminder, uh, obviously cases are way down. New cases yesterday were about 25 with that 4.4% positivity rate. So people, I think, naturally think, hey, things are so much better. We're starting to get into the clear. We're starting to see more pieces of normalcy. But uh, One thing I want to talk about briefly is we talk a lot about numbers, percentages. We lost 18 Winnebago County residents in a seven-day period due to COVID-19. Even while these numbers are decreasing, we're still losing people. So this is still a very deadly virus. This is still something we all need to take seriously. I don't say that to scare anyone. I say that simply to Keep people focused. Keep them vigilant. And stay vigilant through the uh, Valentine's Day weekend as well. Uh, I know uh, guidelines from the uh, CDC saying that we should just kind of hang with the people that we're in our bubble with, which makes a lot of sense. It certainly does. And I I don't know if my wife is happy or not happy, but I plan (laughs) to hang out with her. (laughs) Uh, We have a couple of minutes left. Anything you'd like to add or are we pretty much up to speed on everything except for more snow probably? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's probably another weekend in Rockford, so you'll probably have more snow if it's like the last three or four. But, no, I I think things are going very well uh, in the community. We seem to uh, being able to turn the page here, and we're very optimistic that this $1.9 trillion federal stimulus package will move forward. That, uh, as it stands today, would provide every single uh, person who makes less than $75,000 and any uh, couples who make less than 150000 would provide them $1,400 per person, including their kids. But it also includes something that no other package has included, which is funding, funding, direct funding for states and municipalities. This is critical for Oxford for a strong rebound. So we're very excited about that and certainly advocating for that. The last thing I would mention is Byron Nuclear Plant. Make sure everyone's continuing to watch that and advocating for that to stay open. That's about 700 jobs every single day, and when they refuel, that's about 12 to 1,500 jobs that that site directly supports. And then when you talk about the tertiary impacts, who manages their fleet, 
who does the cleaning in the facilities, all these other uh, job opportunities. It's like the butterfly effect. And that center, uh, two neat things for people to know about the Byron Nuclear Site is it uh, provides energy to 2.3 million households in our area. And the other neat thing is when they do their refueling outages, uh, on average, it should take about 20 days. Byron Nuclear Plant set the record, uh, the world record, in getting a refueling outage done in 14 days, which is really remarkable. So stay vigilant and uh, stay healthy. Have a great Valentine's Day weekend, and we thank you for your time once again, sir. Take care. All right, that's this week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line, or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.